Hey, this is Tom Matthews, and you're listening to the Horror Homeschool Podcast. And remember, fuck you, Jason. Welcome back to another episode of Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. Dude, we did it. We're mm-hmm. here. We're here. To finally discuss the last Friday the 13th movie in the franchise. I'm cheersing you from this side because, <laughs> I, hey, I am taking advantage of today and drinking. So. Oh, shit. I'll cheers too. I'll cheers to the camera. Cheers to us. Cheers, cheers. to you, Ashley. Thank you for coming along and staying with me for this journey through all of these movies <laughs> and thank you listeners for sticking around if you have we, we've uh, you know it's been a war with casualties we've lost some yeah. along the way but the main thing is we got through it and here yeah. we are at the 2009 reboot and uh, I say reboot because it's definitely not a remake no it's um a reboot i mean really it's kind of it could be classed as a sequel in a way it could yeah i could see that because although we get the the flashback at the start it really where it's where it picks up um it could be at any point in the franchise really ignoring the fact that we see jason get his mask in this one um but of course you know continuity is pretty much out the window through this franchise so he could have lost his mask and found that one at some point yeah Yeah. (laughs) who cares so technically it's a reboot because i guess they were trying to start up the franchise again so who was behind this film so damien shannon and mark swift returned to write this film hot off the back of freddy versus jason uh one year after it actually um but this time it's a different director Uh, This one is directed by a German chap named Marcus Nispel. And um, he seems to have a thing for reboots. He did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot in 2003. The Conan the Barbarian reboot in 2011. Not a whole lot of other movies, but a ton of random pop music videos. So are you ready to hear all the music videos he's made? Or the ones I've picked out anyway that are worth talking about. So, Ronan Keating, don't know if you've heard of him. He was a pop star that was in an Irish boy band called Boyzone. Um, George Michael, you must have heard of him, British. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cher. Interesting. (laughs) Brian Adams. The B-52s. Elton John. Puff Daddy. Billy Joel. Bush. Janet Jackson. Lil' Kim. 
The Fugees, Faith No More, Mariah Carey, Aretha Franklin, No Doubt, and my childhood favourites, the Spice Girls. Interesting. <laughs> so quite a resume this guy has. But yeah, hmm. maybe a decent music director, but we'll talk about whether he's a good film director. <laughs> um, so I have to sneeze. Hold on. Okay. Suspense is killing me. Okay. <laughs> Has it happened? Did it happen? Yeah, it happened. Why? I just put on mute so it didn't go in your ears. Oh, right. I was going to say, why was it silent? Sorry. We could have charged the Patreons extra for that. Maybe like some <laughs> for my sneeze. So they get your fart, my sneeze. <laughs> There's got to be someone out there with a fart and sneeze fetish that would pay for that kind of thing. God damn it. <laughs> um, right, so. I didn't really bother with the trivia because I, d- I don't really give a shit about this film. At all, so. <laughs> I don't but, think anybody does. <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to see the, the figures for this episode. Uh, but I did notice that on a budget of $19 million, this movie grossed almost $100 million worldwide. Like, I have no faith in humanity. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, I do have a goof to talk about, a couple of goofs. Um, so apparently it is illegal for patrons to pump their own gas in New Jersey. Yes. Um, and in this film, um, they do that in New Jersey. And apparently at that time, there would have been an attendant on duty and gas would not have been paid for on the inside. Yeah, no. it used to be like that in um, Portland, Oregon as well. And when I first went there, I was like, what? That is crazy. See, I've never even heard about that. I mean, maybe yeah, back it's... in like the 50s, they used to have someone right. doing that, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. But they, they recently changed it in Oregon, at least. That's crazy. See, something else in movies that I always see that causes a lot of explosions and stuff is <laughs> obviously when people are pumping the gas. And they literally just take it off the hook, stick it in the in the car, and they don't even hold like there's no like trigger to or you know to hold the pump down to get the the fuel out. It just comes out, right? No, I mean there's like, a trigger. Those are just stupid movie things. <laughs> this is what I've always imagined, like because the thing just comes out sometimes and just pours everywhere, and it's like it's the yeah, new- no, that's a waste, especially the freaking prices right now. Heck no. Nah. <laughs> But I've seen like people in movies like they 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 put the the gas pump in there, and then they just like stand there and like don't do anything with the hands. They just leave it in there and just stand there and like smoke a cigarette or something. Done. Yeah. Is that just a Not movie me. thing? I think it's a movie thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and also I wanted to say like, who is paying for the electric at that abandoned Camp Crystal Lake? Because... I think about that with every abandoned like area. <laughs> It's talking about like, gas. Like that shit's expensive now, electric. Like, and I don't think Jason's got a direct debit set up for that. Nah, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, one more thing before we go into it, though, uh, we have our top spot and number five on our top ten hotties of Friday the thirteenth. So, claiming the number one spot. Drum roll, please. 
is Juliana Gill. Um, and uh, that is the girl who Trent said uh, that her tits would win in the contest. Um, and they did. Stupendous. Apparently. Stupendous, in fact. Um, so, yes, yeah, she is number one. She is officially the hottest girl in the Friday 13th franchise. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's pretty hot. I don't know if I I'd mean, put her at number one. She's beautiful, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I could see. Um, and sorry, I was just taking a sip of water there <laughs> whilst I was trying to speak at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it made a very strange noise. Um, and at number Perfect. five is Willa Ford. And she is the girl who got stabbed in the head underneath the jetty. Thunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's it, really. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do the synopsis. A group of young adults visiting a boarded-up campsite named Crystal Lake soon encounter the mysterious Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. <laughs> Initial thoughts on this film, Ashley. I, I mean, before we go into it, I do want to talk about our relationship with this movie. So before we went into this Friday the 13th marathon for the pod, this was the only Friday the 13th movie you'd seen, correct? Yes. So do you remember the first time you saw it? What did you yes. think of it then? What do you think of it now? Like, was this your second watch? Yeah, so I it... saw it when it came out in 2009. Um, I was working at a movie theater, and we all, like, the night before premieres of movies, we would be able, we'd be allowed to watch them. Oh, that's cool. So we would all go home, get in our PJs, and come back and, like, have food and stuff. I think this specific night, though, was breakfast cereal night. I want to say that sounds amazing. Yeah, that so it was like pretty cool. We got to club eat ever. cereal and like we were watching this movie, and honestly, we just made fun of the movie the whole time. So I don't. Mm. I remembered some of it when it came on. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But for the most part, we just <laughs> we just mocked it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, your first I could experience see why. with Jason Voorhees was why. was mocking and saying this is stupid, basically. Yeah. Eating cereal. Okay. <laughs> but did you like it yeah i mean it was just, a good time like you just didn't think much of it though just a throwaway popcorn flick pretty much yeah because yeah. i had never seen any of the other ones i didn't i was i mean i knew what jason like i knew who jason was i just wasn't familiar with a lot of those movies so yeah but obviously the character of jason Voorhees did not really interest you in this film at all no, like, not at oh, all he's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah um so, I mean, well, I guess we'll talk about comparing it at the end then. But for me, um, I I actually don't remember seeing it in the cinema, but I did, if you know what I mean. Like, I knew I saw it, but I cannot remember my experience at all with it. Like, I must have just been so underwhelmed that I just forgot about it instantly. Um, I did see it when it came out. Um <laughs> I mean, obviously, at this time, I'd only ever seen Jason X and Freddy vs. Jason. So those were the only two movies I had to compare this with. So, you know, I just wasn't really aware of how much of a shambolic reboot this was, Um, let let alone even a remake of the originals. Like, I just didn't, you know, I didn't have that comparison. Um, And then I actually didn't rewatch it until years later when I discovered the originals. And then I went out and bought them all on DVD, including this one. And I was disgusted at what I saw on the rewatch. You know, <laughs> after being impressed with the originals, I was just like, what is, what is this about, really? 
It's just so bland. Like, you know, it's garbage. I yeah. hate this movie. It's yeah. Just, it's got zero personality. It could literally just be any serial killer slasher movie. It's just not fun at all. Like, one of the charms for me about Friday the 13th has always been the fact that the movies don't take themselves that seriously. And man, does this movie take itself seriously. Like, although it's got, like, the jokes forced in and stuff like that, but it tries so hard to make it realistic. And, like, it's just, it falls flat on its face massively. What What do you yeah. think about it? I totally agree. Not only that, but they they pretty much take away what Jason isn't. Like, they put him in as too much of a human or too much of a, like a curious like a curious human and that's yeah. not what he is he's a monster like that's pure and evil he wouldn't keep that chick as a prisoner he would have yeah chopped her up right 100%, away 100 percent. and like that was like a, a real stupid part in the storyline like was i mean it wasn't ever really explained properly but it was the whole locket thing and like was he keeping her there because he thought that she looked like his mum a bit? Yeah. Who knows? That... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> fucking stupid. Like, absolutely diabolical. Um, and it's just like, there's so many bits that are just like bad about this. Like, the, the dialogue is absolutely terrible. <sighs> like, <laughs> at the start, uh, where that, that girl's like, oh, I've got marshmallow on my knee. Did you notice that line? Yeah. And it just gave me um, Halloween 2018 vibes, you know, when it's when he says, I've got peanut butter on my penis. Like, it just <laughs> rivals that. <laughs> Marshmallow on my knee. Like, who wrote that? Like, surely that, that must have just been, that must have happened on set and she just said it. I don't know. <laughs> it's just yeah, terrible. This was a garbage so, fire. I'm going to, I'm going to read out the storyline and we'll, I guess we'll talk about that and just, rip it apart so uh, a group of young adults set up tent near the abandoned summer camp where a gruesome a series of gruesome murders are said to have taken place back in 1980 uh, the perpetrator was a grieving mother driven insane by the drowning of her child Jason whom she believed was neglected by the camp counsellors and um, as legend has it the last survivor of the attacks beheaded the woman but then Jason came back, and now he's a vengeful killer wielding crossbows, swords, axes, and other sharp instruments. Um, so let's just talk about the the first like part of the movie, which is literally the end of part one. Um, just done very quickly. And poorly. Yes. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, like I, it would have been better to do a straight-up remake of that first movie with no Jason. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, obviously it wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have done as well. Cause you, you know, you bring out a movie in 2009, a Friday 13th movie, people expect Jason Voorhees to be in it. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's why they didn't do that. But I don't know if, if it was the same people involved, it still would have been a fucking flop. Put it that way. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they could have done. They just it needed just to so- get, it was just too boring. Yeah. Uh, so they, they gloss over that a bit dead quickly. Um, and then we focus on uh, a new bunch of characters, like, going to look for a, 
a load of weed that's growing there, right? Yeah, um, I, I didn't quite understand that at first, and then, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, and then Jason comes across them and kills them. Um, some, I don't know, I guess that kill's okay. It gave me Mandy vibes, the one above the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, all the way through this, totally unlikable characters and just shocking dialogue. And it's just, it's just painful to watch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then one of the girls goes missing. Is that right? Um, and then it says here, six weeks later, her brother is like handing out posters. Yeah. For his missing sister. Um, and then we meet the new group of, of characters that are like going to stay Total in like jerks, a... jerks, douchebags. Oh my God. None yeah. of these people were just... <laughs> they were awful, awful people. All of them weren't... <laughs> They were, all of them. And even the two were meant to like, you know, the brother and, like, the, the nice girl. Like, they're just unlikable. <laughs> yeah, they were garbage, too. <laughs> There's not one likable character in this movie. Like, you're rooting for Jason, and, and you don't even like Jason. I was going to say, Jason's not even <laughs> likable in this no. one. <laughs> so you're literally, like, there's just no investment at any point with anything going on on screen. You know, you've got the the rich guy who's like the house that everyone's staying in, who I guess is entertaining to watch because he's so obnoxious and, and such a horrible person. He's the worst. Person. <laughs> he is the Just worst. God awful human being. But yeah, that's that's basically the story. Like everyone just gets attacked by Jason. Um, and I know that is sort of the main premise for all of these movies, but. We at least have some fun along the way. Exactly. And exactly. there's just no fun in this at all. It's just so bland. I mean, which one was it that had Crispin Glover in it? At least we got to see him do a ridiculous dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the one I don't like, part four, which yeah. everyone loves. And I get crucified for saying it's one of my least favorite. But yeah, even though I don't like that movie, it has some moments in it that are worth watching exactly. for. That's how um, I felt. That's how I feel with Jason X. Like I didn't care for that movie, but compared to this movie, that was like a gold mine. <laughs> Thank God, because a part of me was worried that you might actually like this one, or like maybe even place it higher than than that. No. No. <laughs> Which I guess we'll get to, but um, but yeah, I just as as like a diehard Friday fan. I just cringe like watching this movie because it just completely destroys the myth and the character of Jason Voorhees. You know, it just turns him into like a psycho inbred redneck character almost. Like, yeah, almost like that he's trying to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it's yeah. not Leatherface, it's Jason Voorhees. That's, like, that's how I felt too. Yeah. It's, it's completely changed the character. And, and like I said earlier, the plot point of, of Jason holding that girl hostage. You know, for reasons that are never truly made clear. It's just like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And his tunnels underneath, like, the camp. Like, it's just... And it gave me, like, sore vibes as well. Like, there seemed to be some sort of... He seemed to, like, torturing people. Was I picking that up, like, wrong? Yeah. Or it just seemed to be going for that kind of vibe. And Jason's not like that. He'll just, you know, he has fun killing people. But he doesn't torture people. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's a train wreck. So I've got my list here of lowlights, uh, which is 
pretty long, so I guess we'll go into this. So, <laughs> first of all, when it comes up on the screen, in association with Michael Bay, and that is a red flag straight away. That straight is a away. name. That's a what name I thought you, too. A name you don't want to see attached to a slasher reboot. Yeah. Like, that's the Transformers guy. Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> Get back in your place. Like, and I, I also hate how, like, the title of the movie comes up, like, 25 minutes in. Like, even yeah. though the credits are at the start, <laughs> it's almost half an hour into the film and the title just comes up. It's like, what? <laughs> I thought it was like, I don't know, it could have been the end of the film and we would it would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> They all yeah. died. Okay, cool. On to the next one. <laughs> Fine with that. Yeah, but Michael Bay's involvement was just so apparent because it's the whole style of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The whole, the vibes of it, the way it's shot, the, the camera work, the even down to like the, the filter on the camera, you know, the color tones mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the way it's like a, a shaky handheld thing, like a disaster movie. And then like, it's so dark, you can't even see like half yeah. of the things going on and then the edits are like so quick you you can't see what's going on it's just like that is made for like an action movie mm-hmm. not for a slasher do you know what i mean it just doesn't work whatsoever um i also hate the score and the sound design like it was just so loud and ugly like it just it, <laughs> it just wasn't nice at all um and on the score uh, was Steve Jablonski, who is Michael Bay's friend from the Transformers movies. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want someone from a Transformers movie doing the score of a Friday 13th movie. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but he even did the whole action movie sound effect. You know, when it goes like, Bwam. do you know what I mean? Like that kind of, <laughs> am I doing it right <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, like a sound effect that goes, and it just it just kept happening like over can, and over again. Can you do it? Can you do it again? No. Okay, I will do it again. <laughs> you know, like an action movie swell in the score, yeah. and and then he kept like coupling it with this like irritating like ticking of a clock sound effect. You know, it's meant to be like suspenseful and scary, but it's not. It's yeah. just obnoxious and irritating. <laughs> Just a ridiculous choice for a composer for this film. Like, it just doesn't work at any point at all. Um, have you got any any negatives to point out? All of it. Because I could, I could carry on. So, first of all, the acting, atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like... Like you said earlier, no no lovable characters, but the acting was just so bad. And terrible. you get you get Dean from Gilmore Girls, right? He's been in other ones. Like mm-hmm. it felt like he did not even care in this movie. He was no, just... he phoned that in majorly. <laughs> but I mean, his dialogue himself, like whoever wrote that dialogue for him, was just it was just it was just bad. It was not. You know what I had a problem with too. Um. The stereotypical characters, you know, like the token black guy, the token Asian guy, and then them trying to like poke fun at it, like, like go over a, the top with it. There's a difference between being self-aware and handling that kind of thing badly. Like that line when the black guy says, "Just because I'm black 
that doesn't mean I can't listen to Green Day or something. And it's like, oh, such a terrible line. Yeah. Such a terrible line. The well, terrible then, joke. Yeah, like he could. That friend group had no chemistry. No. <laughs> like you didn't, they just felt like a whole bunch of just random kids that just got decided to get in a vehicle and go. Yeah. There was no no reason for any of them to be friends at all. No. <laughs> like you've got the okay, you've got like the the Asian guy and the black guy, which I guess are meant to be like the stoners. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, trying to profile them as characters anyway, they they wouldn't really be stoners. I, I don't know, not not because of the race or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, their characters don't really fit that. And then that black yeah, because it like, was random. Whenever to... he's like, "Oh, I got this," and then he opens it up, and you're like. I yeah. think you don't catch the, no, the vibes from either one of them. Not at all. Yeah, you're right. No Argyle, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Argyle, you are. You know. <laughs> yeah, and then that weird scene where, like, the black guy was going to have a wank, and, like, it's just, there's some just awful moments in there. <laughs> Let's talk about Jason, then. So, in this, Jason runs after his victims yeah jason doesn't run come on mm-hmm. like and the just the whole like i said earlier the whole like mine below camp crystal lake like and then he's like setting traps and wires like it's just a different personality and i don't like how they do yeah, it yeah like i said it was just too human it was like he had yeah. some sort of human intelligence and it's not that he's stupid but he's, he's not. He's more anim- animalistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and hated seeing him like sitting there sharpening his machete blade on like a grindstone. Yeah, like I know. Yeah, you don't like that. Fuck? I just, I just didn't like. For me, like especially in horrors, like the less you see is more. And like when they try to explain stuff and like show what a character's doing, you know, in their day to day life. I hate that shit. I'd rather see just glimpses of them and, and let my imagination do the rest. Yeah. You know, like, this is why I love a, a, a slasher man in a mask. Like, you just see glimpses of them and they just do crazy shit. You don't get to see them sitting there sharpening their knife. You know, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, but then that, he, like, opens it up to to feel for the character. Yeah. I think maybe that's obviously what they were trying to do with this, like make Jason sympathetic, but no, you just don't do that with Jason. And then that bit when he has like a meltdown when he's like showing the girl the locket and he's like mm-hmm. trashing the place. Just like oh, fucking hell. Terrible. <laughs> I've also got a note here that says, What is with the foot Christmas shirt? You know, one of the characters. Yeah, the the blonde guy. I don't know. Yeah. Kevin pointed that out too. <laughs> what? Like what it wasn't even Christmas time. Like I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I even Ow. forgot about that character, to be yeah. honest, and right until the, right now. He was in the boat, wasn't he, right? Yeah. He gets hit with the arrow. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, and I've got a note here that says there's at least one hour where nothing happens, and it's literally just all those idiots talking. Like there's there's nothing going on. There's, there's like there's no suspense. Like there's no horror. 
there's not even humor with what they're saying. There's just nothing going on yeah. for like an hour. And it's just so fucking boring. Um, what else have I got written down? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the end bit, right? Where that girl tries to do like a ginny and pretends to be Pam. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, she didn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is awful. Don't even try. <laughs> Yeah. And then when she goes, say hi to mommy, and then just kills him. Or like that was the him. worst because she says, say hi to mommy. In hell. <laughs> in hell, but pauses so long before she says in hell that it was like I almost forgot that she said, say hi to mommy. Like it was like really <laughs> weird. I was like, who wrote this? It was terrible. Then the end scene where they throw the mask in the lake in the locket. And then Jason just pops back out and it's just like, oh, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Um, what else have I got on my crap list? Cinematography's crap. You know, it's not even nice to look at. It's too dark and too fast to be enjoyed. Like, terrible editing. Um, it's literally got nothing going for it. Although on highlights, I've got some nice tits and that's about it. Um <laughs> There is one scene, though, one scene in this movie that's worth watching. Can you guess which one I'm going to say? And it's not a pervy one. It's not what what you think I'm going to say. It's also my favourite kill. It's the bathroom scene. So uh, where Jenna's in the bathroom and she, like, peeks behind the shower curtain. Oh, yeah. Jason's, like, right behind her. And then he grabs her and, like, puts his hand over her mouth and then just, like, impales her on those deer antlers. And it's actually mm-hmm. a pretty dope scene. Like, that is, like, the, the only decent part in this movie. It's a pretty fucking good kill and a good, a well-shot directed scene. Um, Do you have any favourite scenes? or No, <laughs> not at all. What about a favourite character? No. Is that a stupid question? Yeah, no favourite character for me either. Even Jason doesn't even get yeah. a mention of this. Um, the guy who plays him is called... Derek Mears. Um, he's a really nice dude in real life. He actually plays Swamp Thing in the TV show. Um, but as Jason, not good. I mean, he does his best with what he has. Um, but he's not memorable and he doesn't really have much personality. He just seems like... Nah. Nope. Yeah. Forgettable Jason. Um, he's a big intimidating guy, though. You know, he, he can literally... He can do them stunts really well. But doesn't really bring much to the table in the way of like the Jason character. Um, speaking of like bad characters, though, what did you think of that disgusting guy with his his weed and his magazine and his doll? Oh <laughs> yeah, that guy was oh, trash. It was gross. I mean, and I usually like characters like that, don't I? Like the douche or whatever. But this guy was no, just he was disgusting. Just gross. Yeah, like. The stuff they made him say, and like, it's just like, he was right in this film. Like, where's the entertainment in this at all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then obviously, this is at that, at that point is when uh, Jason finds the hockey mask, and it's meant to be this like epic, iconic moment, and it's just so not at all. Um, I think you see his face for like a, a brief second, don't you? Yeah, just, you like, do. He's like, oh, what the. Yeah, he's like, that ain't right, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, bad scene, bad character. Um, what, 
Do we have anything more to say? Should we go into overall thoughts? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I didn't even realise it'd be this quick, but I guess there isn't much to say. I mean, it's garbage. I hate it. Like, it's not even a good horror movie. No, and it's not. It's not. not. Even, it's not even so bad. It's good. Like, there's just no fun in it at all. And it's a terrible introduction for anyone to have for the character of Jason. And I feel sorry for you. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. your yeah, introduction to Friday. <laughs> it's blasphemy to the franchise, in my opinion. And um, I never watch this movie. Like, it goes in my left out pile every time I rewatch every, every <laughs> Friday movie. Like, I, I leave this one out. I leave Jason Goes to Hell out and part four. Like, those are the ones that I always skip. I never bother with them. And um, the others, though, I can rewatch again and again because I love them all. But. Yeah, no love at all for this one. Um, and you can't even compare it to the originals. Like It's like it was made by someone who hadn't actually seen them or just read a synopsis, you know, yeah. or, or someone who's got no love for them at all and just wanted to do their own thing with it. What are your overall thoughts of it? It was not good. <laughs> yeah, Not a good movie. It's the worst in the franchise for me. Um, it's it, not even part of the franchise, in my opinion. <laughs> it goes right at the bottom of my list. And yes, even below Jason Goes to Hell. Yep, me um, too. I'm so I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, Ryan is surprised at how low I rank this. Um, I think he likes it a bit more than Jason Goes to Hell. Um, he's not a big fan of Jason X either. I think he's more in your camp with that one. No pun intended. Um, yeah, I got but, a lot of... Uh messages about me not liking jason x (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy isn't it i posted in that group on facebook about jason x like you know rate it out of 10 and the amount of 10 out of 10s and like positive comments about it i was surprised i mean i love it but you know it may be even in an ironic way but these people seem to genuinely love it and think it's a brilliant movie (laughs) and it is it is quite bizarre isn't it but I do think that it's that age-old thing that I always say back to, like, it's probably a lot of people's first Friday the 13th and they have this attachment to it, you know? Yeah. Um, Which you you do not have for the 2009 reboot. No. (laughs) So um, are we ready to do our final rankings then of the franchise? Mm, I guess. (laughs) Okay, I'll let you get your bits together then. And I'll I'll tell you mine. So here we go. At number one is part six, Jason Lives. I just love it. Love it to bits. Um, then it's number one. Then two, three, five, eight, X, seven, Freddy versus Jason, four, Jason goes to hell, and then the reboot. What is yours? I'd say one. Jason. That's so hard. Okay. One. Jason takes Manhattan. Which is what? Eight? Yeah. I think you um, put um, three before Jason goes Manhattan last time. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's one, three, eight, right? It's eight. No, it's seven. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One, three, eight. Three, eight, four. You realized six, too, didn't you? Jason lives? I can't remember any of them now. Okay, I've blocked <laughs> them all out. Okay. 
You love Jason X. Uh, not not Jason One, X. Uh, eight, six, six, yeah. Four, five. <sighs> You're missing two. Yeah, I know. Trying to figure out which way I want to ring. Right. <laughs> I'd say Jason X, then Jason goes to hell. Then, no, I'd say Jason X, Freddy versus Jason. Is Freddy versus Jason supposed to be on there? Yeah. Okay, Freddy versus Jason, Jason goes to hell, and then the 2009 reboot. You're missing number two. Oh, yeah, I am missing number two. I had it written down, and I didn't even see. I don't know. I don't remember. You got, <laughs> I can't you got, remember. <laughs> you've got one, three, eight, six, four, five, X, Freddy versus Jason. Jason goes to hell in 2009. So where would you so put two, them to? Two probably can be right after five. Editor's note. Ashley also forgot about part seven, The New Blood, which she later revised her list to place between numbers four and five. So her final ranking is one, three, eight, six, four, seven, five, two, X, Freddy versus Jason, Jason Goes to Hell, and 2009 Reboot. Write them all down, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put both of our rankings on the socials, and I'm going to let let people... You're going to get me killed. (laughs) I'm going to let people vote whose side they're on, like who who they side with more with the rankings. Fantastic. Because that'll be interesting to see. I have a I have a feeling that people will be more on your side, mainly because four is so like low down on my list, and people really don't like that. Um, yeah, we will see. Um, yeah. So I guess let's let's wrap it up then. So shout outs to our wonderful patrons: Field Mouse, John Howard, Nicole, Theonan Cole. Is that right? Did I pronounce it right? No? I think, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Um, Ryan Horn, Peter Anthony, Vincent DeSanti, and our newest patron, Tom Stevens. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining what us. What up? We love you all. Thank you so much mm, for your continued you. support. And uh, you can also support the show over at Patreon, at patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool. You'll find the link in the show notes. Uh, we've got tons of stuff on there, extra content for you to feast your ears on. We have five Friday 13th fan film reviews on there, including two amazing interviews with the creators of those films. Really great episodes, some of my favourites we've recorded. So if you're not listening to them on Patreon, you're missing out because those, in my opinion, some of our finest work. Would you agree? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, we have a very long, in-depth, two-hour spoiler review of stranger things season four on there right now so go head over there and check that out uh, we've got more tv show reviews on the way uh, we have our paranormal spin-off podcast scary stories to tell on the pod where we get spooky with paranormal stories and we get special guests on to tell their encounters um so yeah if you want to hear all of our bonus content then head over to patreon.com horror homeschool throw us a dollar or two to support the show and you'll get instant access to all of our extra episodes. And also, right, so I know I said that this is it, and this is our last episode, our farewell to Jason Voorhees. However, 
No. Really, <laughs> I'm, I'm dragging you back, kicking and screaming, Jason Voorhees style, to Camp Crystal Lake, Ashley. Um, we will be taking a retrospective look back at our time at Camp Crystal Lake with a special Patreon-exclusive episode. We're going to be running through all of the best and worst of Friday the 13th. We'll be talking about our favourite characters, favourite kills, favourite scenes, favourite Jason, favourite score, all of that stuff, and all the stuff we hated as well. And I'll be putting up some polls and questions on the socials too, so we can read out all of your best and worst as well. Um, so make sure you tune in for that. That's going to be fun. Um, if you want even more Jason, we're going to give it to you, even if you don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool. Just a dollar a month and you get all our extra shit. Um, as always, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials, the Patreon link, and where, where you can listen to the show and our merch. We have a new Friday 13th design on our Tee Public. In honour of our time at Camp Crystal Lake and to mark the occasion of this feat, uh, we have an awesome t-shirt that Ashley designed. So rep your favourite slasher franchise and your favourite horror movie podcast all in one go with our Camp Crystal Lake parody t-shirt. Uh, it's such a cool t-shirt. I love it in yellow. You can get it in different colours, but the yellow looks great because it looks like the sign. I think sign. the yellow is the best too, yeah. Um, I'm so definitely yeah. buying one. Go and check that out. Um, I'm sure it's on sale. T-Public put loads of sales on all the time. If you keep an eye on the socials, we'll post when it's on sale as well. Um, you can send in your comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook or email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me underscore Baberham Lincoln underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, you've got perfect nipple placement, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>